Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com podcast. Easier said, done. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, check out the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe. we got tons of new streams every single day on all the South Florida sports, including before floor, an hour before every heat game, and post up five hours as soon as the heat game ends. And also, spell it out, fivereasonsports.com for all of your latest written content. That includes Brady Hawk's takeaways. We do not have a paywall. Finally, thanks to the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. That includes Therapist Preferred. This is premium CBD. You can get it at therapistpreferred.com. 25% off using the code 5RSN. That's the number 5RSN. 25% off for the tincture, the sports cream, the gummies. Helps you recover, helps you sleep. Check out therapistpreferred.com. Use the code 5, that's the number 5RSN. And now, tonight's episode. Down to this day. Yeah. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to Five on the Floor. I am your host, Greg Sylvander. Tonight's floor plan with me, the coach, Sean Rochester. Uh, We are breaking down the Miami Heat's 118-107 uh, game one victory over the Boston Celtics in game one of the Eastern Conference Finals. The Heat take a 1-0 lead uh, in the best of seven series. Uh, a lot to unpack here, a tale of two halves. Um, again, Sean, thank you for joining me. Uh, we are now, can we continue to be undefeated as we uh, host this show. So for all of our listeners out there, keep campaigning for Sean to come back. I know that it's late, but we got the guts and we have enough. Um, so there's there's a million places we're going to start. 
or we could start. And I want to just, Sean, go in chronological order a little bit. Um, I mean, just to recap a couple of things, we got to talk about Jimmy. We're going to talk about Gabe. We're going to talk about like kind of what took place in the second half. And there's um, some sequences I think worth discussing. The Heat had a franchise playoff record, 12 blocks in this game. Uh, just unbelievable. But they started awful and it looked bad to start. Sean, like I was worried, like I felt like um, not worried that they that the series was in jeopardy. I don't go existential right off the bat, but it felt like the the Celtics were the team that had the juices flowing sooner. And we looked a little flat um, and I was happy to be down only eight at halftime, frankly. And then the second half came. Uh, I'm interested to hear what you thought about the first half, what you saw from Boston that, I mean, they'd made tough shots, but did you see anything else from them? We're not going to stick heat fans. We ain't sticking on that damn first half for too long, but we do want to at least acknowledge that Boston, um, they punched Miami in the mouth. They responded, but what did that punch look like from your perspective, Sean? Yeah. I mean, seven Oh to start the game and, and used a keyword. You were worried. You weren't panicked. I, I made the mistake of peeking on the timeline. There was a lot of panic there, you know, Gabe and Max, they looked a little bit uh, like the, the lights were too bright there early, but they came around late, obviously, as we look forward to the rest of the game. Um, you know, it was a little bit too much of them and not enough, Jimmy, not enough bam. And then when Tyler came in, it kind of settled us a little bit. He went off a little bit in that first quarter. Um, but like you said, like we were never, we were never as down as it seemed like we should be. And especially, like you said, when you get to the halftime and you're only down by eight, you, you felt like they played very well. They were shooting like 60% and we were like right there, even though we didn't play our best half. And, and then obviously we we will get to talk about what happened in that third quarter. Cause I just blew it open. Yeah. And Robert Williams to start the game was an absolute menace. Um, it reminded me of the way that you would just have the rim walled off by not because he's the same player at all, but just like it was reminiscent of the way Roy Hibbert would wall off the rim, not because they're anywhere near the same player, but like I got those vibes initially where you saw guys actually think twice before they made moves early on. And um, just to stay, to hang around in the game, I thought was significant for this group to not get overwhelmed by the fact that Boston was hitting really tough shots. Tatum looked unstoppable in the first half and was not so in the second half. And um, obviously uh, Peyton Pritchard played well. I went into this game on the pregame show saying that I dislike him. And then he made me uh, feel excruciating pain as he played well, but then they started picking on him. And then that was fun. We're going to get into that. Uh, all in all, let's just like literally the first half, I think, um, was there anything that you saw there that as we uh, go forward in the series, you think is cause for concern? Or was it just like, you know, Boston's a good ass team and they're playing on the road and they've got good players and they're fresh off of a game seven victory. So like there's not much to read into it other than the heat were a little flat. Am I oversimplifying that? Yeah, I mean, like we said, you know, Boston was shooting 59, 60% in the first half, which you do that against anybody. You could do that against the Sacramento Kings, and you're going to probably be losing at halftime. They had 17 assists. They were moving the ball well. But most importantly, and I think that's what people focused on, they were getting the lanes so easy. It was point of attack stuff. And then it put it put Bam and it put our back line in really a, a tough spot because if you jumped up to help, they were getting those Rob William lob dunks. And 
I think the adjustment in the second half, and I'd like to rewatch it, but it seemed like we did a better job of helping the helper. Let Bam, if he needed to step up, but you had those guys like Gabe and Jimmy stepping in. And when they did throw it, you got those strips. You got some, some more difficult shots in the, in the second half when they threw the ball to the centers. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, we were turning the ball over. It was only seven turnovers, but they were live ball turnovers that resulted in baskets. And I think that was a key in the first half too, but it all kind of flipped on its head in that first three minutes in the third quarter. Yeah. And you know, they had 42 points in the paint in the first half, which is just absolutely insane. And they went into the locker room down eight. And, you know, you expect the team to make adjustments. PJ, obviously, when did that, did that injury happen before halftime? Yes, I believe so. I think it was in the second quarter. So if it didn't, sorry, but that also factored into the little bit of worry that I felt along the way. It's like, oh gosh, okay, now we got to figure out how to do this without PJ that, and he gutted it out. Shout out to him. Um, They came out in the second half and it was a completely different team. Jimmy Butler continues to just do insane things. He finished with 41 points, nine rebounds, five assists, uh, chipped in with three blocks, four steals, 12 of 19, just utterly awesome um, and efficient as hell. And he went over on his prize picks prop. So today he was the Taco Tuesday uh, play of the day. He was at 30 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Um, so he went over that in points alone, Sean. And if you had taken advantage of that promo, um, you could have also paired it with uh, they had Jason Tatum at 38 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. If you had taken the over, which he got to 43, that would have been a two pick pl- power play where you would instantly won three times your money uh prize picks is the funnest uh daily fantasy app it's super easy you pick your favorite players you pick the stats that you like to track choose the over and under and then watch the games as long as you pick them correctly on the same card you win you can win up to 10 times your money use the promo code 5 f-i-v-e that'll double your initial deposit uh so you want to make sure you use that code because that's free money to play with Use the code five. You can do all the different sports. Again, that's prize picks. Download it wherever you get apps from or go to prizepicks.com. They have a good uh, desktop version as well. All right. So the second half where Jimmy really took off. Whoa, Sean, like this dude is on another level. He is playing at a level that um, only Dwayne and LeBron have played at. uh, And he is now creeping into rarefied air when you're doing this in the conference finals, the way that he's doing it, he was absolutely unguardable. They had no answer for him. He knew it. And the things that they did in the second half, um, let's start with the way they came out in the second half, 22 to two, I think is the way that it started. Uh, I thought that there was so much um, good action from Gabe. So let, let's give flowers to Gabe. And Jimmy, this is the, this is those moments. I feel like Jimmy, it's like we could spend a whole segment there. So I'm cramming a lot in here, guys. There's a lot of guys that need to get flowers. Um, but what, what, what was your takeaways from Jimmy overall? I mean, like, are we getting used to these 40 point playoff games by now? And then just Gabe Vincent, man, like, damn, dude is coming off the bench. Kyle Lowry's out, although coaching from the sideline, which I loved and just coming up. Awesome. Three blocks. 17 points, three assists, plus 23 in box, plus minus, which I hate to look at, um, but 33, 33 minutes. So, I mean, he was all, all there. Um, I feel like those are two of the main guys we need to discuss right off the bat. 
Yeah, so starting off with Jimmy, I mean, I think 27 of his 40 or 41 in the second half, I mean, just dominant. And, in you know, in that run in the first couple minutes, he they called a timeout. They come out of the timeout. He gets two pick six uh, layups or dunks. You know, like he just – every time we needed the basket, he was there for us. Um, and, and, and you know what, we are starting to take it for granted. Unfortunately, it's, it's, it's how great he's been playing, you know, and to Gabe Vincent's point, he started off short. He wasn't great early on. He was kind of, you know, not feeling the moment. And then I think, you know, he just kind of got settled and, uh, you know, you always look at him and he's, I said this last time I was on with you, like, he's never like too high or too low. He's just kind of like expressionless. And I just felt like he did a good job of probing the defense. Almost like you remember when this show is sponsored by better help. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Steve Nash used to do that, like dribble through the lane and curl around. And sometimes he doesn't make the greatest decisions, but tonight in the second half, especially he was on it. You know, he found guys cutting, he found guys uh, when they got the switches and then he just did a good job defensively of battling. And I think as a team, we just battled in the second half, getting our hands on loose balls and rebounding better, getting out into transition. It was just kind of like everything came together in that third quarter and it, and it gave us such a huge run that we were able to maintain it responding to adversity over and over again, this team gets punched in the mouth and they show up and like, it's, it is, we should expect it because that's who they are. Like this group is really special that way. Um, there has not been a moment throughout the season that has left them rattled where they didn't respond. And this was another one of those games where everybody started getting the lump in the throat, like, Oh no, is this team, are they outmatched? And everyone started to dissect the matchups and this and that. Meanwhile, Jimmy Butler, 41, nine, five, four, and three, uh, only he's the only guy to ever have that line in playoff history since steals and blocks were recorded in 1974. Um, so that's just, you know, all the way across the board. Um, he was just, it was a masterclass by Jimmy Butler. 
and also Tyler Hero really, I think, showed up in a huge way. They needed him. He kind of stemmed the tide in moments in the first half when they were just trying to stay afloat. I even think way back in the first half when things felt grim, Gabe Vincent had like a reverse under the basket layup. There were moments like that that they needed just to to stay in the game. And, and Tyler continued to supply that only one of five from three, but he rebounded, had eight rebounds, um, three assists, 18 points, seven to 15. So relatively efficient. Um, I liked what I saw from Tyler. I think we can officially say that this is a good Tyler hero playoff game, right? Sean, do you agree with that? Yeah. And you know what? He had his moments where he wasn't great, but overall it's a good game. He had the timely baskets. I think he did a good job uh, early in the first half when Gabe wasn't good at point guard of really initiating offense. And he's been criticized for that a little bit, you know, being more of a scorer and not being able to create. And especially with Kyle out, we're going to need that type of offense from him and being able to create offense for us. Um, but yeah, I think it was a good game. You know, I don't, I don't think that he stood out. Obviously Jimmy's the star of this game, but he was definitely good enough and uh, it results in a win. So that's all that matters. They got to clean. He has to clean up them four turnovers. You're right about that. But just seeing the 18 points off the bench, seeing him uh, get back to some of the stuff uh, in the lane where he looks comfortable uh, with the touch. I just thought that that stuff was really good to see him get back to. Um, So the Boston Celtics, if we'll just spend a moment there, they were, um, I mean, when you talk about a team that just fell off a cliff in the second half for them to start the way that they did down 22 to two. um, I really felt like that was a huge uh, moment for Miami to kind of get to get going in the, in the, in the second half so that they could really um, sorry, I lost my train of thought as I'm trying to pull up an ad. See, Ethan does these off the top and I got to go hunt them down. Sorry. I lost my train of thought there guys. Um, I, I just for them to just come in and completely dominate Boston uh, right off jump in the second half. I just thought that that was really, really impressive. Um, and it was a disaster for Boston. And here's where I go with this ad. When a disaster strikes in your home or business, you need specialized, fast and reliable service. Water Cleanup of Florida understands the impact and stress an unexpected disaster may cause. With over 60 years of combined experience, Michael Robert and their team is prepared to handle any size disaster. The guys are third generation contractors in South Florida. So continuing to maintain their sterling reputation is extremely important to them. Their objective is to make the cleanup and insurance claim process painless and hassle-free. Water Cleanup of Florida is also a licensed building contractor, so they provide the A to Z service, one-stop shopping that busy homeowners and business owners require. There's no need to bring in other contractors. They'll handle it all for you. Call Michael anytime on his personal cell. Again, that's Water Cleanup of Florida, 954-579-0356. Water Cleanup of Florida, call Michael, 954-579-0356. If you got the schmutz, they got the guts. So, Bam, um, I thought spearheaded some defensive stuff in the second half. They really got Jimmy uh, in his sweet spot on the nail, and he got to really uh, play play cornerback a little bit there, get some interceptions. You had a sequence in the second half that uh, you text me about um, that I thought it was a really good uh, – it articulated well um, – kind of the moment when the heat seized control for good to a degree, I would say. Um, why, why don't you just go through that play? Cause I think everyone who listens to this is going to know exactly which one you're referencing. 
Yeah. So as your point was, you know, in the third quarter, we outscore them by 25. We force eight turnovers. They had seven in the first half, six of those turnovers in the third quarter from Jason Tatum. So we go into the fourth quarter, we're up 17 uh, with the first four minutes. Boston cuts it down to 10 and spoke calls a timeout. And that's where you're talking about like the fans on the timeline. Everybody's kind of starting to, you know, get a little nervous. Yikes. We know this has happened before, you know, like referencing back to, uh, you know, half court offense problems past and all that stuff. And this is what happens in the next uh, couple sequences after that timeout, eight, 11 left in the quarter, Jimmy hits that contested two. I think it was on Tatum kind of late shot clock on the right wing. Uh, then Tatum comes down and busts a three. PJ comes down, busts a three in the corner. Jalen Brown hits a tough three. Then Struce hits a three. So it's like bang, 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 bang. And then they had a turnover on the left side on the sideline where somebody stepped out of bounds. So, you know, I text you because that was the moment where you're up by 10. If we miss a couple of those shots and both teams had made very difficult shots in these sequences, but it's a difference of you're now timeout up 12 when Idoka calls that timeout. But it could have been if we missed some of those shots, you're only up four or five. Now Spoh's calling timeout, and now you're really starting to panic. The gym's getting quiet and stuff like that. So, you know, going out of that sequence, everybody's hitting tough shots. And to be up by 12, I think that was the moment where it was like, all right, we can get through this. Yeah, no, I, I, I thought it was so well-timed when you mentioned it um, because I felt that. I felt like as they were hitting those shots, it was like they were – Boston was throwing their punches, their jabs, jab, jab, trying to get back in the game, and the Heat were jabbing at the same time. And, like, those are those moments where that you're right. The air comes out of the gym. Players start getting a little tight if the shots don't drop, and all of a sudden it's a four-point game, and it's a three-point game, and stuff did get – tight at times but ultimately uh you know to your point the heat kind of just uh kept their distance there were you know some moments where the celtics made runs i think we all could expect that but overall this was just masterful jimmy stuff let's spend the end of this show we're not looking ahead to game two tonight i refuse to do so we'll talk about game two another time i think it's interesting al horford was around that entire group uh, early today and tested positive for COVID. I'm interested to see how they look um, with only a day to rest now. Um, and they're just such a short branch, Sean. Like, what the hell are they doing? They played uh, eight guys. Tatum played 44. Jalen Brown played 42. Uh, and here's where we're here's where we're ending. We're ending the show with Jimmy Butler just incessantly going after Peyton Pritchard and mismatch hunting his ass. And it was so much fun to watch because Peyton Pritchard was trying to scramble so that he wouldn't get stuck on him. But Max would come running up the lane there and they'd find a way to, to figure out to, to get there. Is that something that as long as this team is as shallow as they are from a depth perspective that they're not going to be able to avoid? Um, I mean, like who else can they play? I guess, as I looked at their minutes distribution, like, they're in a tough spot, right? Like they kind of need Marcus smarter. This series is going to go sideways. I feel like at this stage. Yeah, you're absolutely right. There was a sequence right at the end of the game where they got a Pritchard switch, kicked it out on a driving kick to Struz for a three. And that was really like the last dagger. Um, you know what? It's, it's very reminiscent of when they were hunting Kemba Walker in that previous series in 2020. And uh, you know, Kemba's obviously a better player than Peyton Pritchard, but to your point, like Miami ended up with a 112 offensive rating in the half court like you know we've, we've talked a lot about half court basketball Miami is not great in the half court and Boston's a very good defensive team 
that was what really kept us alive in the second half. I mean, turnovers and then just being able to hunt Peyton Pritchard and either Jimmy got to his spots or he sprayed it out to other people or found Bam underneath. And, you know, Boston finished with an 84 offensive rating. And Miami's a damn good offensive or defensive team, but like an 84 offensive rating, I have to imagine at halftime, it had to be around like a 115, 120. So we just crushed them in the second half. And, and it's not going to be easy to do every game. I know we don't look want to look forward, but – yeah, I just think, you know what, we just figured out a way in the second half to get it done, and all that matters is 1-0. Yeah, no, a- a- amen to that. And, you know, on the point about looking forward, I mean, the good parts about this is, like, now there's six games left. The Heat need to play 500 basketball to, in the next six to get to the NBA Finals. And I know that, like, I'm compartmentalizing that too simply. Um, but uh, they got game one. Usually when they get game ones, they tend to win series. That's just uh, a common thread as as a Heat histo- as a self-proclaimed Heat historian. Um, so this was all good stuff. I feel like... Um, all things considered, the Miami Heat have to walk away from this game feeling really good about the way that they responded, the way Jimmy Butler continues to just absolutely be, um, if not the best, one of the best players in the NBA playoffs. Uh, we are going to have you covered for the rest of the week with five on the floor, four floor, post up 5R, all your favorite shows, Pace and Spaces at halftime on Twitter. We'll have you covered front to back. Um, but the Miami Heat, again, get this victory. They go take a 1-0 series lead with a 118-107 victory over the Boston Celtics. And uh, we'll see you again for game two. Thanks for joining Nine us. Nine down, seven to go. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.